0: I know like I try to be a cheerleader for some other folks that I know that kind of have entrepreneurial dreams. I'm like, just do it. And they look at me like, are you crazy? I, yeah. just, I wonder sometimes what it is that makes some of us just fearless. OK, let's do it. Or like some of us are just not wired that way. And that's OK, too. It's interesting to me. Hey, hey, y'all. I've got a question for you. How many of you have the dream of taking your business full-time? Are you working a day job, shooting afternoons and weekends, and staying up late editing? Feeling that nudge that it's time to just go all in? It's a big, scary step. Believe me, I've been there, and I know. Today, I chat with Allison inside our community about how she made the leap from full-time labor and delivery nurse to full-time photography. If you're looking for applicable advice and maybe a motivational pep talk, You've come to the right place today. Now present to you episode number 69 of the Motherhood Anthology Podcast. If you want to, Allison, we'll just jump in. I'm excited um, to chat today. I know that it's a reoccurring theme in our membership and a big dream of a lot of us to quit our day job and go full time. And so I would like for you just to start by telling us your background for those that might not know it.
1: Sure. I originally went to Baylor University for nursing. I graduated and decided that I was going to do labor and delivery and went right into that and did that, wound up doing that for six years. I loved it. I loved loving on mamas and I loved being able to teach them and to help them. And I think that really took off even more when I had my first child, I also really quickly realized after having my first child that that was not my end game. That was like a stepping stone. And I think that was a really hard pill to swallow that I had spent all of this time and money on this degree that I was then not going to use for me to then make that conscious decision that I was going to put that down and pursue something else that wasn't a guarantee was, it was hard.
0: Do you think there's a, I I feel like there's a reoccurring theme also that we have a lot of nurses, teachers, pharmacists Mm -hmm. end up in the photography world. I wonder what that is.
1: Yeah. I think, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm like speaking for everybody, but for me, I think that they woo you with this whole, you're going to have job security and you're going to have good pay and all of that. And when I got there, you have job security, but for the amount of effort and the amount that you give yourself to the job and to your patients, at least for me, the pay is not all that great. I think someone said the other day too, that they,
0: because those professions are such a need that you can always go back
1: to it if you had to. Uh, And it's true. What's funny is that once I got out, I could never see myself going back. And I think that was probably what really lit the fire under me to make this work and really make
0: it work. I know when I went full time, I was a single mom. I had a seven year old daughter and I was I had a sales job. And so I drove a company car. I'd sold my car, didn't own a car. And Josh and I had started photography and it taken off and we became partners. And he said one day, you're going to have to quit your job if we're going to do this thing. And I said, quit my job. (laughs) But I did. I think that's probably a blessing and a curse that I have. I'm wired that way, like jump in the net will appear. But yeah, um, I know, like I try to be a cheerleader for some other folks that I know that kind of have entrepreneurial dreams. I'm like, just do it. And they look at me like are you crazy? I just, I wonder sometimes what it is that makes some of us just fearless. Okay, let's do it. Or like some of us are just not wired that way. And that's okay too. It's interesting to me.
1: I think I've always been that way. We jump and it's all going to just work, but I jump knowing that I'm like willing and ready to put in like really a lot of hard work and effort, but I've always been that risk taker, always been that person that wants to, wants to try something new, wants to take a risk and and take a chance and everything. Tell me, uh, how did you, how did photography, how did you become interested in photography? So it is the same story that so many people have for themselves. I had my first born Charlie and I started taking pictures of him. And I was God awful. I was horrible. I had booked a membership whenever he was born with a photographer. And it was, we were very new in our careers and new in our marriage and life. And we had him young. So we needed the cheapest photographer out there. And so I remember thinking, like, I can't afford anybody on page one of Google, I need to go like five pages in. And so I found somebody and I remember I hired her and it was very much, you tell me where to show up, what time you want me to be there. You wear what you want to wear, all of that. And it was so stressful to me because everything landed on my shoulders. And so then I started taking pictures of Charlie and that whole experience was like in the back of my head. And then fast forward, I wound up taking some like online mentoring with Jenny and she was teaching like her way of doing things. And I'm like, yes, like that is it. That's what I'm talking about. Like I'm stressed and I don't want to be, I don't want to offer these like services where it's going to stress people out. And I remember my husband telling me, do you think everyone really wants to be micromanaged? And I thought to myself, yeah, I do. I really do. The rest is history. Isn't it funny
0: how So back in the day, you wanted you were a little after me, but I just think about TMA sometimes and the wealth of knowledge there with our whole community and everything and how different it was back when we started. There was not, there might've been a few forums. Do you remember? (laughs) I love photography. I think that was one of them, but it was all like, you had to go to this big, not workshop. What am I trying to say? Convention. And you really, like I've said this a a million times, but you didn't get the information you wanted. I always wanted to know how much did they charge? And no one ever talked
1: about. Yes. I was always like, be transparent with your numbers. Like how much can I really make if I work hard? I want to know these things. And it's not because I am nosy, but I just want to know. I want to set realistic expectations for myself. And I feel like it was always early on, like such a there was always walls up. Like I remember Googling, I remember searching on YouTube, trying to find the answers and you couldn't. So what did you do? Like when you knew
0: that it was time to quit your day job and do this full time, did you have a plan? Did you have savings? What what advice
1: do you give? What did you do? So I'll tell you what I did. And I don't know that people should necessarily follow because I don't think I did it the right way at all, but I did it my way. I had been toying with the idea of quitting and focusing on photography. And I remember that there was one day at the hospital that was really hard. And I remember a doctor made a decision. It was not my patient, but a doctor made a decision that I remember thinking to myself, that could like, really affect me and my license and my life for many years. And I don't agree with it. And that's probably my sign that like, I need to get out. And I remember thinking to myself, like I would write my two weeks notice in crayon right now, if I could. And so I did, I got a piece of paper and I wrote it out and I turned it in before I left. And I did not, I was not, I was not like prepared for to actually go full-time. I was six months pregnant, I think with our second. And so that was in the front of my mind. Okay. I'm going to have two kids and I'm going to be working like 12 hour shifts and we're going to have two kids. And how do I like divide my time? Like, how do I actually grow this business? If I have two kids and I'm also going to be at the hospital? And I think that was really my like fire to make it happen. And so I quit and I decided, okay, I'm going to have this baby. I'm going to regroup and then I'm going to get my life together and rebrand shortly thereafter. There's something about having a need that motivates you. Like if I
0: always think it's an advantage, When you need the income and it's not something that you're just doing maybe as a hobby or because you enjoy it, but when you need it, it sure does light a fire under you to be successful.
1: Yeah, it's true. And I think that I was in a mindset of my life was so busy back then. Like I remember Cullen was six months old. We had gutted our second house. We did not hire a general contractor for that. So I was the general contractor. I had carrying two kids, paint cans, going to the job site, and then trying to burn a candle at both ends, building this business. And I think that initially 2014 was like my first full year not working. And that was a harder year because Colin was young. We were moving into our house. We were finishing up like gutting it. I was trying to figure out my business and which direction I wanted to take. And then I rebranded quickly and then it started snowballing and I put in, I've said this before, but I made a commitment to myself and to my family and me and my husband were talking about this the other day that I said, okay, I'm going to give it one year of really working so hard, like harder than I could ever work knowing that this is the hardest I'm ever going to work And see where I'm at the end of it. And I remember putting the kids to sleep and going in the office and working until one or two o'clock in the morning, almost every night. And it was hard. And, but when I tell you, like at the end of that year, it paid off and it was worth it. And I remember that year and it was hard, but I look back on it and it I look back on it fondly because I feel like that's the year that like really built my business. That's the year that I was pushing the stone to the top of the hill to get it over that peak to where I didn't have to touch it as often anymore. And it's really what launched it. So it was, it was a lot, but it was also, I wouldn't do it any differently. What's your best advice for someone
0: that's in that position now that they really want to put their job and
1: do photography? full-time, what's your best advice? My best advice is to run a cost of doing business. So that where you're at least at in your business, I didn't, even if I would have ran one, I, don't, I still don't think I would have listened to it anyways. What you do with that information is yours. But I think that at least knowing where your business stands, knowing the income that you have to replace, it makes a difference in the decisions that you make. I was fortunate enough that we had my husband's income and we could scrape by and I knew without a doubt that I was going to work my tail off so that I could replace my income quickly. And, and I did, I did replace it quick. So I think that my best advice is run your numbers. So you, you at least know where you're starting with factor in like the income that you're needing to replace or, if you have a partner that you can rely on, then at least set a goal for you of where you want to be at what point so that you can set you can meet those goals and you're not just messing about. Because I think that a lot of times it's easy to get distracted if there's not a need, like you said, Kim. Is there anything that you wish you would have done differently? Actually, yes. Okay, so I feel like obviously my path in life has led me to where I'm at. And I feel if I hadn't gone that way, I wouldn't be where I am. That being said, I do feel like there are some people in, actually a lot of people in this world that don't necessarily need a college degree. And I feel like overall, I look back at that part of my life and it was a really big waste of time and money for me. And so I wish that somehow I could go back and not do that. I wish that I could have figured out my strengths and gone straight into what they were without that detour, even though I fully recognize that like the detour that I did take led me here. And so all of that being said, from that, I am raising, I, my husband and I are raising our boys differently to where there's not like an expectation of college on their plates. If they want to go to college, fantastic. Like our youngest, he he's going to take over the world. <laughs> and so he absolutely is probably going to wind up at some insane college somewhere doing splitting atoms or I don't know what. But I don't think that I think what I've learned from my experience is that I'm not going to just set these expectations. That's just the path that you follow. We have a savings account for them and it is just as much a savings account for school as it is a savings account for a gap year for them to go travel and figure out who the heck they are because I feel like that would have been so cool for me because maybe I would have figured out then traveling the world, hey, you really like taking pictures, go do that. And I wouldn't have then wasted a hundred and something thousand dollars on school and five years of my time waiting through nursing school only to then not use that degree. Is it a mistake that I made? No, it led me to where I'm at, but it's not something that I'm going to redo with my own kids because I've learned that it's definitely something that can be done differently. I want to circle back around to, in the beginning, I asked
0: you, was your family supportive and mm-hmm. I think that kind of ties into what you're saying about expectations for our children being different than probably they were for our parents. If there's somebody listening today that has this dream and they want to chase it, I'm if you haven't had someone in your life tell you that you can do it before, I'm gonna tell you you can do it. This is another fun fact about Kim box. I have a college degree and a GED. I actually went to college my senior year of high school. Because it was supposed to be some um, honors program. I was into all this leadership, public speaking stuff. And um, so I had the opportunity to go to college a year early. And when I wanted to come back and walk with my high school class, they told me, oops, we shouldn't have let you do that. We can't give you a diploma. You have to come back for a year. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I've been in college for a year. I'm not coming back. So I ended up with a GED. um, Oh my gosh. And then a college degree. Eventually it took a long time of quitting and going back and quitting and going back, but I did it. But I, I think I'm pretty successful. I'm very happy. I'm very proud of the things that I've accomplished. And I think it's all because somebody just told me I could. So. I think that's one of the wonderful things. I know this is sound. going to sound like a, a plug for TMA, but it's honest and genuine. There's something about having a group of people around you that tell you, you can do this. I'm doing it. You can do it too. It might be hard. You may make a few mistakes along the way, but you can do it. And that's the second part of advice that I would give is that you don't have to have it all figured out. I know so many people that have an idea, but they won't pull the trigger because they don't see the end in sight. Well, you just have to take the first step because you're going to, things are going to ebb and flow and things are going to change and you're going to go the wrong way, which is going to lead you to the right way. And just take the step, surround yourself with people that you can bounce ideas off of and ask for advice and do the thing because life is short and you don't want to look back and say, oh, I wish I would have at least tried.
1: And I think that initial leap is truly the hardest part for me. It was like, I kept going back and forth and I had this loyalty is the wrong word, but it was, I felt like I was like betraying something or someone if I stopped being a nurse, because I had put all of this time and effort and energy into this degree and who was I even going to be if I wasn't. Allison, RN, BSN. And so I think that was the hardest thing for me was actually just making the decision of, no, I'm going to do something different that makes me happier. And once I made that decision and made that jump, oh my gosh, that's really when it took off. And I think it was a combination of the motivation from the freedom, the motivation of now it's on my shoulders, I got to make it happen all of those combined is what really just made it, made it happen for me. So I don't think that there's ever any perfect time to, to do it. It's like I said before, you can run your numbers and they might say, you're fine, do it. And it still might not feel right to you. You might run your numbers and it might, your numbers might say, this is not a good time. And you might be like me and be like, it's a great time. And you might quit Mm -hmm. and you're still going to do great. But I don't know when it comes down to it. I think that happiness does play key in all of it. And I think that's really the shift that we're seeing in our industry among teachers and nurses and pharmacists and all of the above is them realizing like, Hey, life is short and sweet. And how am I going to be happy? What can I do to like really make my life beautiful and happy? And part of that is being in charge of your own life. And back to my soapbox. Just because I said that you can do it doesn't mean
0: you're going to succeed out, out of the gate. That's not what's important. And the older that I the older that I get, the more I realize, like, my whole life, I thought I was working towards this moment. I'm going to get there one day. I'm going to get there and go, I did it. There's no moment, y'all. We're mm-hmm. never going to get there. There's never going to be, there are going to be proud moments along the way. There are going to be accomplish, accomplishments that you're very proud of. But as far as thinking, I've made it there's never going to be that day. So try and mess up and fail. And you know what, you may try photography, and you may decide photography is not for you. And it may lead you to something else that you love even more. But to me, the worst thing would be to not try. If that's something that you
1: wake up thinking about, just give it a try. Yeah, you don't want to look on your look back on your life and wish that you had jumped, just jump. So We're
0: not telling you to quit your day job if you don't have any money in the bank, but (laughs) make a little bit of a plan. That's that at least give your dreams a chance for sure. What do you guys have any questions? I've talked enough. (laughs) You want to, you have any questions you want to put in the chat? Who's thinking about leaving uh, their day job? I know Ellen just
1: left hers.
0: Yeah. Hey, Ellen, you want to jump in? Tell everybody, I know we chatted with you the other day, but tell this group of people about your success.
2: Yeah, I so first and I put that something in the chat, but Kim, what you said about somebody might need to hear this that I honestly it was very beautifully said and I can't remember right now in this moment exactly your words, but thank you for saying that and I don't know if the people on this call are members of TMA or if this is people that are thinking about joining TMA, but that what you just heard and what you just felt from what she said is exactly what the entire community is like and it's really um, a special thing especially if you're like me feeling not necessarily scared but really anxious and you don't have a peak group of people that understand what it's like to internally battle should i leave this stable thing to pursue something that I really love. Is that okay? It's just, it's really powerful to have those kind of words put over you repeatedly and build that confidence in yourself. But I used to be a full-time pharmacist and I am no longer that, I'm a full-time photographer. And I guess the short version is I decided about this time last year, December last, maybe a month, and a year ago to really go all in and see exactly what I could do to make photography my full-time career over pharmacy and saved and did some maybe diversifying of my photography portfolio in that I do primarily motherhood and families, but I also do some wedding work and still do content creation remotely for brands and some branding for other creative entrepreneurs to piece together a full-time income. And Do you
0: think, I'm sorry to stop you, but do you think that diver, diversifying your income a little bit gave you a little bit of the cushion you needed to quit your?
2: I did. Vacation? And I think it also gave me, I was somebody that was all inclusive at $400 maybe two years ago, a year and a half ago. And I, I, know that the money that I needed to bring in for our overhead and my business overhead was not that, but I also was just straight up scared to make that jump to a number, to what the real number I needed to get to. And so it was, let me raise my prices to where I feel comfortable asking for that, but then also have these other ways that money comes in. It made me feel safe with a big price increase who have other income streams.
0: Do you have one piece of advice you could give someone that's thinking about making the leap?
2: Surround yourself with people that are positive and will give you sound business advice. And really, I think it's helpful to reach people outside of your market because I have photographer friends local to me that are amazingly talented, but they also have the belief that you can't charge more than $300 for photos. And once you reach out of your safe zone of that sound box of telling you this can't be done, you realize what is possible and really push the box to stand out in your community um, or in your market so that you can do what you love and make a difference. Being able to do my work during my kids' school hours, because both of my girls are in school full-time now, it gives me chills thinking about, I actually get to do this. And it's something I wasn't sure was ever going to happen.
0: I feel pretty, pretty lucky all the time to think that I get to plan work around my life instead of Mm -hmm. my life around work, because there's so many people that don't get to do that. So I don't take that for granted at all.
2: Agreed.
1: Yeah, same for me as well. I know that I've mentioned this before, but when we moved from Houston to Asheville, we really got a taste of just, I don't know, family life. And we made the decision that my husband was going to quit his job. And to think that I wrote this down in our little notes, but in 2014, when I quit my nursing job, I grossed $12,000. And to think that I went from, grossing $12,000 in 2014 to being able to just be the one now that is supporting the family. Like my husband was supporting us then and I'm supporting us now. That is really freaking cool. And it's a culmination of a lot of things, but part of it is my hard work. Part of it is being able to find and grow up in a community. Like what Kim mentioned in the beginning is true. There was not TMA or anything like it whenever I started out. And just even having Jenny's little online PDF magazine that I bought and her little private group, like that grew me. And I can't even imagine, gosh, it's just, it's so important to have the people around you saying, yes, you can like a thousand percent, because I look back at my growth and how I rebranded and doubled salary and all of that so fast and I could not have done that if I had continued doing everything solo by myself. Like I I needed to have people around me saying, "Go, do it. Yes, you can do it." Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I y'all probably you can probably search in them either the community group or the membership group my name and see some of my thought processes where I was getting That encouragement that I needed to hire an assistant to do things that, or a virtual assistant to do those things that I needed to be more productive and free up some time and help me through those mindset blocks because, and it helped me understand that it takes time because it's when you go in, when you're working for somebody else, you take on a new job and my salary's $100,000 a year. And that starts tomorrow. But Mm -hmm. when you're building your own business, it is a long game. And it's really hard to remember that when you want, when you just want it to succeed. But over it's, I'm only two, maybe almost three years into really leaning into this. And um, it's really cool to see how it grows. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not where I want to be, but I see how it's going to happen. And having a foundation um, and a community that helps me understand that was, yeah, and still helps me with that (laughs) and pushes me.
0: Yeah. Guys, we won't keep you a long time today, but I did want to tell everybody that the membership enrollment is open through Thursday. Is that right, Mm -hmm. Allison? Yep. And something, if you've not been a part of our membership, something, a few of the things that we talked about today that I think is so cool is that if you're looking for motivation, you can find it there. If you're looking for business advice, you can find it there. If you're looking for honest feedback,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you can find that there. So it's not all fluff and it's not all business. And I think that's one of the things that I love most is that I don't feel like we lean and I think that it's like you, Jenny and myself, Allison, that we're all so different and we're that it, you can find a little bit of what you're looking for. But as far as our community, you're going to, you're going to get a little bit of all of that. You're going to get some mm-hmm. like positive, like coaching, you can do this, but you're also going to get like real applicable information, advice, wisdom, answers to your questions there too.
1: Yeah. I feel like we... We have treated the membership as, okay, if we could have had this when we started out, what would we have wanted? And we've built it based off of that. And to see how it's transformed over the last five and a half years. I know that, um, you know, it closes on Thursday and I know that oftentimes people are like on the fence. So if you guys have questions or anything and you don't want to ask them here or whatnot, you can just send us an email and we're happy to chat with you to make sure like it's a good fit. We don't want you to, you want we don't want you to join something that isn't going to work for you, but oftentimes people do join and then they're like, I should have joined so much so long ago. It would be really nice to see new faces and watch their businesses grow too and ellen says she's always happy to chat if anyone wants a member's perspective i think that i think that sometimes it's better to come from members as well because i feel like oftentimes i feel like we're always trying to plug things and obviously yes it's our business we love it but truly it's coming from our hearts that it really is such a good a good community a good resource all of the above and i i don't know how to do that without sounding salesy so maybe ask a member go visit ellen <laughs> She's at the bus stop, but she'll be back afterwards and you can find her on Instagram. Currently, you can join our free community on Facebook at
0: The Motherhood Anthology Community. In this group, you'll find warm, open, and generous motherhood photographers to bounce ideas off of and pull knowledge from. You may also connect with us at The Motherhood Anthology on Facebook and Instagram. I always like to end these with a quote, and I love this one by Simon Sinek. The difference between those who do and those who don't, is that those who do don't believe it when they're told they can. So from Ireland's to yours, until next time, friends.